Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. It is semifinal Friday in France as we welcome you to TC Live at Roland Garros, our one-hour pregame show to get you ready for two blockbuster matchups. The City of Lights turning into one which will define legacies. A ruler who has sat on the throne for decades, hoping to fend off his biggest rival. And a couple of young challengers looking to see their power rise to a new level. Our lineup for the Roland Garros men's semifinals starts with Alexander Zverev and Stefano Tsitsipas. And then it is the 58th edition of Rafael Nadal and Novak Djokovic. Nobody has beaten Nadal more times at majors than Djokovic. And nobody has beaten Djokovic more times at majors than Nadal. With that, we welcome you onto our tennis channel, DraftKings Desk. Bring it on in. Steve Weissman alongside Chanda Rubin and the Hall of Famer Martina Navratilova. Martina, great to have you up here with us. You know rivalries. Played Chrissy 80 times. What's it going to be like once again for Rafa and Novak today? First, I want to know what it took you so long before you invited me. It's the first time I'm here. The whole tournament. I didn't know how to get here. Thanks you so were invited every day, Martina. Day, if it was up to us. Every day. <laughs> All day, every day. I tell you, it's weird because when you play somebody that many times, they know your game, you know theirs, you know what the game plan is. So then when you play the particular shot, you think, okay, am I going to do the same thing that she expects me to do or the different? Am I going to go wide on the at point or not? Am I going to do something different? So you just try, try to not overthink things and really just play your best tennis. Yeah, it's interesting, you know, playing off of that point, Martina, because last year we saw Djokovic play Nadal, and it was kind of strange that first set. He started drop-shotting. He yeah. just looked, you know, very defensive, not really looking, you know, to step in. It was a strange kind of way to play initially, and you just wonder if that's part of what he's thinking about this year, trying to do something a little bit different, trying to turn around this matchup, which has been difficult for him on clay. Your 58th meeting against Chrissy, Amelia Island Championships, 59th meeting was right there, Roland Garros final. I did not know until you told me just before we got here. Uh, you know, it's just exciting to play the best. You know you have to play your best tennis. And for not Djokovic, can he find that on clay? This is all about clay. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Everything else he's doing well on the other surfaces, but here he has not been able to really read Rafa Nadal. Only that one win out of eight matches, that's not a good percentage. You know, that's 12%, right? So he's got to find something different today. I don't know if he can. Not a good percentage there. However, 50% of the times Rafa's lost here, it's been Djokovic. <laughs> well, Twice. 50%. <laughs> that's a good percentage. Huge statistics there. <laughs> All right, let's break down these semifinals, starting with the young guns, Stefano Tsitsipas and Sasha Zverev. They have met one time on clay. That came in Madrid a couple of years ago. And, well, that was Tsitsipas who took it in three sets. It was a battle. Zverev's serve and backhand were on fire. 
But Tsitsipas broke down Sasha's forehand and came to net 33 times, winning nearly 75% of those points. He said, when you feel like this, you can do miracles. Will there be another one today? Tsitsipas leading the head-to-head, Chanda, 5-2. Why do you think he's had the advantage in this matchup? Well, we saw it kind of in that match point how Tsitsipas is able to take over the midcourt area. He's able to be a little bit, bit more aggressive, play more all-court tennis. They played one time on clay, and Tsitsipas took that meeting. But they haven't played at the Grand Slam level. They have not had to go three out of five. We wonder where that will put Tsitsipas, especially because he is the favorite. That's a different feeling as well for the first time in a semifinal at a major. Tsitsipas you know, is the person we expect to get through. He's got the game. He has the, the lead in the head-to-head. How is he going to handle the nerves, the pressure, and the moment? That will be interesting to see as well. Zverev has been to a major final. Tsitsipas has not. However, Zverev, he's never beaten a top 10 player. 0-9 in majors. Why do you think that is? Uh, I, I think it's the 3 out of 5 set thing. Also, just pressure of playing in a major and then the 3 out of 5. I'm not sure he's got the confidence that he can sustain it over 3 out of 5 sets. And he hasn't been able to against the top 10 players. So he really needs to bring his best game. Keep aggressive. Keep positive. And, uh, and hope for the best. But Tsitsipas is, is the favorite correctly because he's done it before and I think he's got a better chance to win today for sure. Chanda, what makes him so good Sitsipas on the clay? He's got more wins on this surface than anyone this year. You know, I think, you know, he's, especially this year, he's been aggressive at the right moments. He seems to have a confidence in his abilities, his shot making. You know, obviously he moves nicely on this surface as well. And the way that he can elevate his game, he can play more all-court tennis. And I think on, on this surface where you have a little bit more time, when you are able to be more aggressive, you can get dividends from that, especially in crunch times. And this is certainly the moment for Sitsipas where if he could put it all together the way he's been doing, this would be the biggest moment of his career. He's a more complete player. And on clay, that really pays off. Mm, more complete player on clay is a big factor here. Whoever wins that match will take on the winner of the most played men's rivalry in the open era. Djokovic Nadal spoke about each other before the match. It's not like any other match. I mean, let's face it, it's, um, you know, it's the biggest challenge that you can have playing on clay against Nadal in this court that where, in which he has had so many uh, su- so much success in his career um, in the in the final stages of of Grand Slam it doesn't get bigger than that well best thing is you know that uh, you need to play your best tennis you know that uh, is a match that you need to you know what you have to do if you really want to have chances to 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 success uh, and to keep going on the tournament you know is a big challenge and that's something that uh, is good because in some way uh, we are practicing, we are uh, living uh, the sport or this sport for these moments. So that's uh, a good thing. Well, last fall, just eight months ago, cool conditions, closed roof. Many thought Djokovic would have his best chance to defeat Rafa. Instead, it was a one-way train for Nadal. He only dropped two games in the first two sets. On to winning his 13th title here without major opposition. Chanda, did that surprise you? It surprised me the way Djokovic started the match. I mean, he lost, obviously, you know, the first set, six love, very tentative, a lot of drop shots, and just kind of strange in terms of the strategy and maybe overthinking it for that very reason. Them play, having played each other so many times, and Dahl mentioned, you know what you need to do. It's about executing and on clay. 
tit for tat. It's been Nadal every time. And so the the burden is really on Djokovic to try to do something a little different, to try to get over this hurdle. And it has not been easy. On clay. Done it. <laughs> I mean, 19 and 7, head to head for Rafa. 10 and 6 at majors. And Martina, you brought it up. 7 and 1 here in Paris. But Djokovic knows it can be done. He has that one. Again, one out of eight. Uh, three, he's five and three in the other majors here, one mm. and seven. So what can he do differently? I don't think he needs to do it differently. He just needs to really cut out the unforced errors, really pick his spots and not go crazy with those drop shots. Pick the, pick the right time to hit that drop shot, but not just try to kind of outplay Djokovic that way. He's got to just... Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going off the script here, but he just needs to really change the direction of the ball as much as possible. I saw him beat Nadal, picked him apart in Miami, redirected the ball every single time. He needs to redirect as much as possible and stay away from the Djokovic forehand. I mean, from the Nadal. Nadal forehand, yeah. I mean, and we saw the final in Rome. It was tight. Uh, Djokovic yeah. said he felt yeah, good. Yeah, chances. A- after that match, third set, two all, had a break point. Wasn't able to convert there. Can that give him some confidence, Janet, coming into today's match? Obviously, three out of five, whole different ballgame. It is, and it's tough. I mean, the last time Djokovic beat Nadal was, what, 2016? Yeah. I mean, that is difficult. That's like the rest of the field feeling kind of, you know, subpar against the all-time greats. And Djokovic not used to feeling that way in general uh, when he approaches, you know, tournaments and matches. But in this one, he's got to be feeling a little bit of that. You know, how does he get over that hurdle? that he has not been able to do on this surface and here at this major in particular. And, you know, the question is, does he do anything really different? Is it even possible for him to do anything really different? He's just got to, I think, play his game at a very high level. You know, he's got to believe in his game. That's not easy to do when it's been such a long time since he's beaten Nadal. Uh, but I think he's also got to take opportunities to try to be a little more aggressive, try to move the ball, use the serve, step in more on returns perhaps, not just sit back and sort of play more into Nadal's, into excuse me, Nadal's games and, and his strength. And I think that's going to be a challenge, but we'll certainly see that first set, the first few games. I think that's going to be big. You know, the tables have turned on Djokovic. When people play Djokovic, they may have one or two opportunities to beat him. He knows he can hang back all day. Now, it's the other way around against Nadal. If he has those opportunities, one or two, he's got to take him. Now the pressure has completely shifted onto him. So he hopefully will put himself in that position. But when he does, he's got to nail down the door. Saw Novak Djokovic wearing the Nikola Jokic jersey there while practicing. He's the NBA MVP. Speaking of tennis terms, MVP sort of on the line. GOAT status, because a lot of history here. If Rafa wins the entire title, that's 21 overall majors, three clear of Novak. A title for Djokovic pulls him within just one of Nadal and Federer. Chanda, how significant is that? Well, we've been talking about this for a number of years, kind of waiting to get to this this. Spot. And here we are. Federer obviously not in the equation at this major um, at the moment. But Nadal, a big opportunity to just push himself, edge himself a little bit ahead. And for Djokovic to try to get a little bit closer. And certainly, I think, you know, it's more than just the titles for Djokovic at this point. It would be about beating Nadal. It would be about beating him here at this major. But, you know, that's sort of the, you know, the, the other stuff we think about. You know, 29th time, they're both trying to get to their... Uh, major finals for the 29th time. Yeah. So that would be um, huge. So there's a lot at stake sort of in the numbers, but first and foremost, it's about what's between the lines and how do you get through, how do you get over this opponent in this match? 
Do you think about legacy when you're stepping on the court today? You, you think about that match. I mean, you're rewriting. When you play this long and this well, you're rewriting history every time you step on the court. So you don't, you don't want to be bothered with all those numbers. You just want to win this one more match. That's, that's all they're thinking about. They're not thinking long term. I mean, it's, it's about today. All right. Well, history could be at stake as well in the men's doubles. That's because Pierre-Hugues Herbert and Nicolas Mahout are just one win away from becoming the first French duo to win Roland Garros twice. Chanda, yesterday, they actually saved three match points against Juan Sebastian Cabal and Robert Farah. Yeah, Cabal and Farah in the near court, and they were able to take that first set in a tiebreak. Got up early lead and just never relinquished it. And aggressive playing at the net. And in the second set, it was Air Baron Mahu able to get it into the tiebreak after saving match points. And it was their turn to turn the tables there with the reflex volleys. And they are so confident. Both these teams have played with each other, have so much experience. But in the end, it was the early lead for Air Baron Mahu that got them that tiebreak in the second and into the third. And this came down to one break. And we see Oog Air Bear there being more aggressive again. And so much of it comes down to the movement at the net, the confidence there with the volleying and the French team able to get it done once again. Feeling the pressure, Nicolas Mahou retired singles here a couple years ago, and now he's doing it again, getting to the finals of the men's with the crowd going crazy. He can take over a match, he's just magic. Pretty special, they won here in 2018. We'll look to do it again against Alexander Bublik and Andre Golubev, that men's fun. A lot on the line. The fans here, we've added up to 13,000 now on the grounds, 5,000 in the big stadium. They will be rooting on that French duo. Much more to come here on TC Live. The greatest sport in the world. Answer, what is tennis? How the little yellow ball ended up on Jeopardy. Plus, we discussed the chase for major history on the women's side with Serena Williams and a special message from our president you don't want to miss. But when we come back, two first-time major finalists, Martina and Chanda, break down the women's championship between Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova and Barbara Krejcikova. It's a beautiful day in Paris on TC Live. It is a Wimbledon thing. Our coverage begins Monday, June 28th. Did, did you all smell the tennis balls after you opened up the cans ever? Yeah. Yes. Well, I've never admitted it before. So. Oh, before. Breaking news, <laughs> TC Live. Okay. They used to come in a, in a cardboard box also. Yeah. In the old days. But, yeah. I didn't I smell to, as good. I, I love that smell. When you pop yeah. it, it's like a perfume. It's nothing like, it's nostalgia, right? And nostalgia in a bottle. It's a treat. <laughs> Play with new balls. <laughs> well, the women's final is set here at Roland Garros, and we are guaranteed a first-time winner Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova set an open-era record. Most major appearances before making her first final. Yesterday, taking on Tamara Zidanecek, Martina, said she knew what she had to do. She stayed disciplined. She kept her head about her really well. And, you know, once that first set came in, Zidanecek was beating her with her forehand. Pavlyuchenkova said, you know what? I can hit that forehand just as hard. And she's really stepped up the game. But that was a really... Back and forth in the first set, but Pavlyuchenkova could have lost it, but kept her head by her really well. Never showed any emotion one way or the other. She was really cool as a cucumber, but like I said, she started picking up the forehand, moved really well. This is the best I've seen her move, particularly to her right. She smacked that forehand when she was on the run and kept Zidansek on the run, did not allow... Look at this one. I mean, I've never seen her play this well on the run. 
think she's put in some miles off the court and it really paid off for her. She done everything that she could, mixed it up, but she looks relieved more than, uh, than anything else, but uh, such a long road to get to the finals and she got there. I'm so happy for her. First Russian to make a major final since Maria Sharapova. Then the second semifinal, intense battle between Barbara Krejcikova and Maria Sakkari. Both players, Chanda, had match points. Yeah, this was a drama-filled match. The first couple of sets, a little bit scratchy, more unforced errors than winners. Both players, after playing fantastic tennis, really for you know whole tournament, but it was Sakari who was able to rebound after losing that first set with a little more energy and fire and intensity. And in the third, Sakari with the advantage, match point here, and Krejcikova, incredible rebounding there from her. The way that she stayed calm under pressure and got this match into extra innings, but Sakari again going for it when she faced match point, and we would keep going, Steve, down the stretch. <laughs> We could not take our eyes off of this match. Incredible competing from both players. This shot there, Chikova thought she had won the match. Ball looked long. It was overruled. It was incredible. It was long. And this didn't help. <laughs> and so we would play on, but Krejcikova, to her credit, held her nerve, stayed calm and poised, got herself another match point, and made no mistake about that one. What an incredible moment for her. Three hours and 18 minutes. Krejcikova's won her 11th straight match. She puts it all in perspective. I actually think that we both deserve to win because we play a really, really great match. But only one can win, and I'm really happy that it's, it's me, and then I'm going to have another chance to play another match. I just told myself just fight, 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 fight until the last point, and I'm happy that I was really fighting. Incredible. She gave thanks to Martina. She gave thanks to Yana Novotna, her late coach. And while Pavlyuchenkova set an open-era record for the most major appearances before her first final, Krejcikova did it in just her fifth main draw appearance. One of their lives will be forever changed tomorrow. Martina, less than a year ago, Krejcikova ranked 114 in singles, playing challenger events. Of course, she was a Grand Slam doubles champion, but who's got the edge tomorrow? Well, having been here before in the major finals mm. in, in doubles definitely helped her yesterday and it may help her tomorrow as well. But really, the fact that she's gotten to the final on only a fifth major, been, been around so, so long in the doubles, but in the singles now, I'm babbling. Uh, what an emotional match it was yesterday. I was going crazy with that line call when it went out. I would have lost my, I would have lost it. She kept it together. She's got such a great, cool, calm head. Mentally, I think she's a little bit better because there's less pressure on her. She hasn't been here for such a long time for, for Pavlyuchenko to wait for 52 majors to get to this point. So there's more pressure on Pavlyuchenko. I don't think she, she really will have a chance to do this again. But the way she plays, maybe. Um, I think more pressure on Pavlyuchenko. I don't know who will get it. I have no <laughs> idea. Oh, I mean, it's been incredible watching it. And the tennis we've seen kind of down the stretch uh, from all of the women from the quarterfinals on has just been amazing. And you think about these two that are now in the finals, they deserve to be there. They've got to feel like they do, and, and they are in such a rhythm. And I think with Pavlyuchenkova, she's got the big weapons. She's got the big serve, the firepower. We've seen her movement improve, and she looked great getting out of the corners. That's going to help her. But, you know, Krejcikova, she's been a little bit of a special story when you consider 
how good she's been in doubles at the top of the game and, and for a, quite a while, for a number of years now, and to kind of rededicate herself, recommit herself to her singles, kind of take on that challenge of playing challenger and smaller events to get her ranking inside the top 100. I remember last year her talking about how big a step that was. Yes. And to have yeah. her in a major final this year, it's been incredible. So I'm looking forward to that final either way. Um, definitely a lot of more pressure, I think, on Pavlyuchenkova, uh, just because she's kind of been there for longer and she's the, the seated player here. But all bets are off when you get to a final, right, yep. of a big tournament. I mean, who can handle the nerves and the moment and the pressures? Uh, it'll be interesting to see. 100%. Well, uh, it's team no days off for Krejcikova. She's out on the doubles court right now looking to make the final there as well. Something you did twice, winning here singles and doubles. Pretty special stuff. Another can, check can get it done. Check it out, baby. <laughs> Checkmate. When we come back, a special message from our leader, Tennis Channel president Ken Solomon. You don't want to miss it. Martina Chanda Steve back with you on TC Live. Coming up top of the hour, Stefano Tsitsipas looking to become the first Greek player to reach a major final. And Alexander Zverev trying to become the second German man in the open era to reach the final here. But first, an important message from Tennis Channel president Ken Solomon. Hi, I'm Ken Solomon. Thanks for joining us for our historic 15th year of Roland Garros coverage. It's hard to believe we're back here on the iconic red clay so soon, having just completed 2020's tournament in October due to the pandemic. Last year's unique French Open is so recent, and yet in some ways feels like a lifetime ago. Though I was here for both, I'm not sure it's possible to convey what an amazing gift our friends at the French Tennis Federation have fought so hard to accomplish for us all. Take it from me, the FFT's teams have endured challenges beyond comprehension in pulling these three glorious weeks together. Both last year, despite medical, political, and physical obstacles and uncertainty everywhere, and then turning around in just a few months to do it all over again, only this time while in lockdown. In that short time, they've introduced entirely new stadiums, Last year, for the first time in 130 years, they added a stunning retractable roof to defend us against France's notoriously fickle springtime weather. And this year, they've even introduced main event night sessions. While all this has been happening, the world has continued to endure one of the most painful, psychologically damaging, and just plain unimaginable challenges to our shared humanity in modern history. Through the peril of the past year and a half, our TC team has contributed the best way we know how, by delivering more tennis than ever, with the full support of our parent company, the Sinclair Broadcast Group. From staying on the air since the pandemic's outbreak, with safely produced live daily shows, delivering professional-level worldwide exhibitions while the tours were suspended, to bringing the pro game back far ahead of other professional sports to realizing our long-held dream of joining together the entire men's and women's tours so that with Tennis Channel and Tennis Channel Plus, you can literally see every match all year long. In short, our team has refused to let up. In fact, for the last two months, our team has offered more live sports than anyone in television, including ESPN and ESPN2 combined. 
and across more platforms to more people than any outlet in history. We even launched an all-new Tennis.com website and app designed to be the greatest worldwide digital tennis destination ever. Please take a look and let us know what you think. But in the midst of this trauma, like so many times before, the ability for people to use tennis as a platform for meaningful social change in the toughest of times remains as inspiring as ever. Last summer, it was heartening to see so many join together in unity against racial injustice, the embodiment of this sport's long-held ideals of community, respect, meritocracy, and support for one another. Tennis is so often on the leading edge of history, and we're humbled to be a small part of a sport that is confronting head-on the generational stain of racism against people of color. At Tennis Channel, we've always felt that diversity and inclusion are shared inherent values of the sport that we represent every day. But we've also realized that we need to work harder to fight racial injustice, ongoing gender bias, and all forms of bigotry, inequity, and abuses of power. Thankfully, it's springtime again in Paris, and Roland Garros is back where it's supposed to be. We're certainly not out of the woods yet, but there's a feeling of inescapable hope and optimism for this glorious tournament, the sport, and the world itself. So our thanks to all the players and their teams, the FFT and the world tennis community, the volunteers and countless heroes who make it all happen, and thanks to our own sponsors and marketing partners who help us do what we do. And of course, the greatest thanks go to you, the fans who share our enthusiasm and excitement for the days ahead. Please enjoy the rest of the tournament, be safe, and we'll see you soon. A big thank you to Ken, Bob Wiley, Ross Schneiderman, Bill Simon, John McDonald, Rob Flores, Andy Chu, Shelby Coleman, David Edges, our entire leadership team for their incredible dedication and hard work to make Tennis Channel the network of record for the sport we all love. Still to come, find out why Wimbledon could be Serena Williams' best shot at 24. And as Ken said, check out the all-new Tennis.com. More than just a website, it's your home for the entire sport. Get breaking news, real-time match scores, player information, and more, all in one destination. TC Live continues after this. Welcome back to TC Live. Coming up top of the hour, Alexander Zverev, Stefano Tsitsipas, the first of two semifinals, the blockbuster. Round 58, Djokovic, Nadal, not before 11.30 a.m. Eastern. Well, Serena Williams came to Paris with hopes of a fourth Roland Garros title. Instead, her run ended in the fourth round falling to Elena Rybakina in straight sets. Despite the loss, the 23-time major singles champion feels like she is on the verge of finding her best form. I'm so close. There's just literally a point here and a point there that could change the whole course of the match, and I'm not winning those points. Um, and that is like, literally could just change everything. Well, here it is, the ultimate list. Serena Williams, your open era. Title holder, 23, still going for 24, and Margaret Court on the all-time list. 
Serena's now played 12 majors as a mom in hopes of winning that 24th major. We just heard her say she is so close. How close is she, Martina? <laughs> She's playing great tennis, but you know, when you get older, there's a fine line between playing enough and playing too much. For me, for sure, Serena has not played enough. And that's been the case before COVID. She was just concentrating so much on the majors that I don't think she's had enough match play. And I think that's why those, that one or two points that she feels she needs to win, she's not winning them because she's not been match tough. She's not played, been put in those positions. No matter how much you practice, it's a different ball game because then the nerves come in and everything else. So she just needs to have more matches under her belt. I don't know if she's planning on playing any on the grass before Wimbledon, but if I were her, I would, but I don't think she will. Yeah, I think that was especially tough for Serena coming into Roland Garros because she didn't have a lot of matches. She played that extra tournament in Parma, got to the second round, so at least had one win. But that's the tough part when you are a little underdone with your match play and you're trying to make those instinctive moves in the middle of matches on big points and you aren't quite there. And I think, you know, Serena has looked good. She's looked good with her movement. I think the... the intensity and the motivation that she's mm. kind of showed to try to do some new things, try to come in, try to volley um, and, and put away points when she had those opportunities. But still, she needs more matches and more match play. And you kind of wonder if she's able to consistently do the work and kind of focus on those things consistently. You know, Patrick is working with Stefano Tsitsipas. He's got Coco Golf. He's got other players. And, you know, with Serena there, is she kind of getting enough of what she needs to get those points under pressure? Um, that's going to be the question. But hopefully, you know, she can get some matches and, and keep building on how good she looked to me uh, during these, you know, this week, week and a half. We've always talked about Wimbledon, probably her best shot at getting to 24. Last four times she's played Wimbledon, Martina, she's made the final. Two times winning, 15-16, and then two times making the final, 18 and 19. What are your expectations for Serena at the All-England Club? Well, COVID messed her up, but that's the only major that wasn't played last sure. year. That's the one that she really needed the most. But uh, she's got, obviously, a very, very good chance that surf pays off better on grass than any other surface. She's more confident there than perhaps than any other surface. Uh, but again, it's that match play. She's played her best tennis getting up to the finals. In years past, Serena Williams would lose before the finals when she was like working her way into the tournament. Now she looks great during the tournament, and then when she gets to the finals, she does not play her best tennis. And that you have to, uh, you have to give that to nerves. So hopefully she can keep it together if she gets that opportunity again. Yeah, I think, you know, the, you look at how many finals that she's gotten to as a mom. And, and since she's come back, and it's been incredible. It's amazing. And, you know, the disappointing part, I'm sure, for her is that she hasn't played her best tennis in those matches. And right. usually that's where Serena would rise to the occasion. And so I think that frustration certainly is there. And with the way things have gone with COVID, she's kind of had to reset. You know, and, and the match play has been difficult for everyone. But, you know, especially, you know, when you consider what she's going for and what's at stake. And so, you know, I think this is prime time. She's got a great opportunity to give herself a shot at Wimbledon, the U.S. Open as well um, this year. She looks fit, looks healthy. If she can stay healthy, that is huge. Uh, and, and so you've got to like her chances, you know, going into these events. But it's not easy. And these players... The field, is get, it's getting tougher and tougher. And we can, you know, see the final here. Two unexpected players, but they have played their way there. And uh, that's what she's up against as uh, well. I'm curious, Martina, towards the end of your career, did you find it more nerves? Yeah, absolutely. Everybody does. So you, you talk to any performers, 
Brother, athletes or entertainment, they get more nervous when they get older because you know how much it means. You're closer to the end than the beginning, and the, the, the chances are m much less to, to win, or the, the time frame is, is, is closing down. So, yeah, the nerves definitely play a part. All right, we will see Serena at Wimbledon as the quest for 24 continues. Top of the hour, our first men's semifinal. Stefano Tsitsipas and Sasha Zverev both looking to make the final at Roland Garros for the very first time. Steve Chanda Martina back on TC Live. Here's our Saturday schedule at Roland Garros. We've got the girls' final, 5 a.m. Eastern, followed by the boys' final. Then TC Live at 8 a.m. Eastern and the encore presentation of the women's final at 1 p.m. Eastern. A reminder to download any of the DraftKings apps. Enter their free-to-play pools every day of the tournament. All customers can compete for a shot at $30,000 in total prizes. Answer questions like who will win the match, who will have the most aces, and use that code ACE when you sign up today. Well, we are leading up to the 58th matchup between Novak Djokovic and Rafael Nadal. Rafa, the defending champion here, 7-1 and head-to-head -head at Roland Garros. He's got 13 titles going for 14 and 21 overall. Time now for our DraftKings player pool preview. Back on the desk with Chanda and Martina. Chanda knows what's going on. Martina, I have no clue. you have no... <laughs> okay. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll teach you today. You, you'll learn today. Uh, we've got three questions. Okay. Chanda will start, and then you'll play off it. Okay. Who wins the first set, Chanda? Novak Djokovic or Rafa Nadal? I think evidence has shown probably Nadal. <laughs> I mean, I think Djokovic, to have a real good shot, and we were kind of talking about this, uh, Martina, before, to have a real good shot, he maybe needs to win that first set. I don't know that he will, so I'm going to go with Nadal. I agree. Djokovic, <laughs> the only time he bought <laughs> He beat, he beat Nadal. He won in three straight sets. Every other time he won one set, and then one time he pushed him to, to five. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I go with Chanda. I agree. Uh, both, both going Rafa for the first set. Second question here is over under nine and a half games in that first set. So, basically, does Rafa win 6-3 or less, or, or does he get pushed a little further? I think it's going to be under the first set. 6-3 <laughs> or less? I disagree. All right, you're going I think over. It's gonna go over that. What do you think I it'll can. be? Ah, six four or seven five, Nadal. Okay, a little, right. little competition like here. Like it, like it. Not competition. It's just what I. Well, I don't know. <laughs> She's about what to say it's it just the truth. What about who wins the toss after the toss? You know, if it's just one break, six three, but it could be one break, six four, it's same true. set. That's true. Right. So, but that, so, you know, yeah. Martina brings up good points. This has been rigged. Steve. <laughs> All right, Martine, I'm going to start with you on this yeah. one. Uh, who wins and in how many sets? Uh, Nadal in four. Nadal in four. I think Nadal in four. All right. Yeah, thank you for agreeing. <laughs> I do. I, I had it circled here. So he'll, ma he'll make his 29th major final, going for 14 here. Yep. All right. You know, you, yeah. people would have, they would have been betting against uh, Nadal. They'd be very poor. Yes. <laughs> During the, during the wrong for us. So, yeah, you just have to keep, keep going with him until he starts losing. Yeah. Once he, once he reaches this stage of the major, 26-0. and 0. He's never lost. Oh, so Incredible. Enough said. It's, it's decent. 100% of the time, all the time. Uh, reminder, download any of the DraftKings apps. Enter free to play today. You can win up to $30,000 in prizes. Find me up. We enter the social net, and we teased this earlier. How about some uh, tennis on Jeopardy? Take a look at these categories. You got 15 love, game, set, match. 
Now, Aaron Rodgers did a great job as a guest host. Which tennis player, Chanda, do you think would be a good host for Jeopardy? Hmm. That's a good question. I think Martina would be a great host. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> Let's get this done. I played Jeopardy once. Carry up the... That thing doesn't work when you push the button. No? <laughs> Wait a minute. I know I've been beat the button. No. It's rigged. <laughs> it's all rigged. <laughs> Inside info. That's what we need. I, I feel like our guy Andy Roddick would be good. Uh, he would be great, Probably. right? Andy would be great. Good, good call, Steve. Pam Schreiber. Pam Schreiber, yeah. She's funny. Coco Golf would be good. She'd be so great. smart. She's got great personality. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of tennis players. All right, sign him up. Sign him up. Uh, Lorenzo Musetti lost to Novak Djokovic. Now he's going back to finish his high school exams. June 21st, they'll be all done, set to travel to Wimbledon. Uh, But it would be risky if he traveled in a normal commercial airliner. He could go into quarantine if there's a positive passenger. So Novak Djokovic reportedly told Musetti he can go on his PJ. How nice is that? I mean, how often do you get that kind of invite? I mean, that's, uh, that is amazing. And for, you know, a kid finishing high school, gets to ride on a private jet, what? <laughs> is he going to take it? He's going to take that offer. I don't know. He was still in high school. Yeah. That's well, a good offer to finish. I mean, I, I was yeah. in the same position trying to uh, finish my high school. Uh, first year I played Wimbledon, I played Wimbledon instead of high school. So kudos to him that he takes precedence. Well, but he's still going to play Wimbledon, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a nice offer from Novak. Nice that you can make that offer. Re- retired down, down Love 4 in that, in that fifth set. So Novak's that's, like, that's what got the offer? I don't know. What are you saying, Steve? <laughs> I feel like he should have played it out either way. But. All right, finally, Roger Federer uh, withdrew from his fourth-round match here, now back practicing on the grass in hollow with Kane Shikori, testing out some new shots. Look at that, the two-handed backhand. Good disguise on it, little flick at the end. But I don't know. I think he's got to stick with the one-hander. I think. Let's go to. I think that's the better shot. For Roger, the left hand is just an appendage to make him look really graceful. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that did not look good. That looked like a shuttle shot. <laughs> he better stick to the one-hander. <laughs> made him a lot of mortgage payments. I think he should go with the yeah, one-hander. Yeah, stay, stay with the one-hander. He's won Holla 10 times already, going for another title there, and his 20th on grass. We're going to break down... The two men's semifinals, which are coming up shortly right here on TC Live. Navratilova, Ruben Weissman back with you on TC Live. There's Rafa in steel. You'll see him in real life later today. Before the singles final, Barbara Krejcikova trying to reach the doubles final as well. Playing with Katerina Siniakova against Magda Lynette and Bernarda Perra today. It was checkmate. How about Sinyakova and Krejcikova, Martina, able to get to the final first uh, now since Lucy Safarova to make the final in both? I think it's a perfect uh, day off for, for Krejcikova. They played much better tennis. I mean, they're a much more experienced doubles team here, but just overall much better doubles team. So they were never th- uh, threatened 6-1, 6-2 at the end. I think for Krejcikova, it's a perfect day off because a uh, little pressure, but they were not having to work that much for this for this win. And uh, she, look at this forehand that she hits. This can only give her a little more confidence for tomorrow. But of course, they've won this before, which is why this is helpful for her uh, again in the singles because she's been there on the on the big stage, and this just makes her more relaxed if, if she can be. I love it. I mean, what what a historic run this could be for Krejcikova. 
On the men's semifinals, top of the hour, Alexander Zverev against Stefano Tsitsipas. Robbie Koenig, Paul Anacone on the call for that one, followed by Novak Djokovic and Rafa Nadal with Jason Goodall and Jim Courier back on the desk. Chanda, Steve, Martina, let's start by breaking down the second match, the 58th edition, because that's later tonight. Rafa and Novak, Rafa the four-time defending champion here. He's lost a few sets at Roland Garros, 28 to be exact. Seven of those have come at the hands of Novak Djokovic. So percentage-wise, there's 25%. Seven of those? Yeah, seven sets. Seven sets. Well, he lost the three. I, I'm, I'm maybe not count enough, but yes. So Djokovic has done the best than He's done the best. anybody against <laughs> Nadal. But again, it's just one win, seven losses. Clay, clay, clay. That's all I can say. If he can find a way... I like the fact that he was trying to do something different with the drop shots last time they played, but you cannot just say, oh, I'm going to hit a drop shot. It needs to be a good drop shot, particularly against Nadal, as he's so quick moving forward. He's got to move uh, Nadal on the diagonal and, again, try to redirect the ball as much as possible. Ah, good luck. I don't know. I don't see it. I just don't see it. <laughs> Has either player looked better to you on the road to the Final Four? Um, you know, for me, Nadal has looked better. Um, I think Djokovic has gotten through some tough spots and he's, you know, showed a lot in the intensity. We saw that in the match against Berrettini. It was shocking at times, but, you know, perhaps that's what he needs to really do his best against Nadal. And I think, you know, it's almost the way any player would approach playing a, a great player, an all-time great in particular. You've got to believe. You've got to think you can win this match. And I think that's going to be key for Djokovic. These two ready to go. That's Sasha Zverev getting ready to be introduced Bonjour onto court. Philippe Chatrier. As Zverev has reached a final elsewhere, but Roland Garros actually his most successful Grand Slam event in terms of matches won. Now three times into the final later beyond. And Stefano Tsitsipas, the winningest player on tour this year, needs one more to make history for his country. It's Zverev and Tsitsipas coming up next. Robbie Koenig and Paul Anacone have the call. Thanks for joining us on TC Live. Enjoy the tennis.